And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covered everything there is now in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt. The best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased, some weeks more than others. I am your host, Brian and Casey. You can follow me on Twitter or X as you would prefer. That is KCSG. E, you can also th- follow the show. More importantly, that is HEF Pod. We're at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt on Instagram. Uh, you want to throw us an old school email? We answer those. We listen to them. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, air them out should they be fit to air. That is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. Hefpod.com for the locations of Eintracht meetups for watching the games with fellow Eagles, in addition to a great place to be able to catch all your Bundesliga match day stats that you could ask for should you be watching from the comfort of your home or wanting to impress your friends with how knowledgeable you are on the Eintracht, in addition to obviously listening to us. <laughs> and uh, yeah, facebook.com slash HEFpod, all the, all the latest news and information covering Eintracht in the English language can be found at one location. We do ask that you take a few moments to give us a like and a review. Hopefully five stars sort of review on your platform of choice when it comes to listening to this podcast. It helps other Eintracht fans find us. So without further ado, let's get started with the show. And uh, yeah, I'm going right back to the Motor City. Garrett, how are Dem Lions? You know, the Lions had a, let's just say, you know, there's a saying as good days at the office and bad days at the office. Yesterday was not a good day at the office for the Lions, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But you want to know what? 22 goals scored by the Red Wings in four games is a pop promise. Um, Detroit City in the eighth seed. Uh, the least, the lowest of the 16 teams to get in the playoffs, beating the number one seed throughout the entire USL Championship, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, in their place with their fans wearing white shirts, similar to Penguins fans at the Igloo in 1996 when they lost to the Panthers in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what? I'll take a Lions loss this week with that. Um, And... (laughs) Our dear, dear D. Adler on both the men and the Frauen are looking pretty damn good. That is very true. And uh, what about this guy? He pitches for the Houston Astros. I know some people hate his guts in Detroit. A uh, certain pitcher who's old as sin, JV. How I do you feel about know him? who's hating him because, honestly – you know, there are some people when, you know, they leave your team to go somewhere else that you do, like you said, you you scorn them, like Alan Houston comes to mind as a Pistons fan. Um, but you want to know what? When JV left to get that ring, I don't blame him. And he's invented himself. And, you know, I'm actually, while I got the TV on mute here, I'm popping in at this Rangers-Astros game while you're bringing it up to see how they're doing. Um, oh, yikes. Um, <laughs> uh, way to throw me, way to throw a knuckleball on me there, Bri. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It's going to be wild when you look at uh, how many in baseball 
and you have won a World Series in a lifetime mm-hmm. on that. And you, your year before that, you made a wild run from the wild card all the way through. Uh, mm-hmm. All the hundred game winners knocked out in the first rounds of the playoffs. So this is really, really a shows you that in a playoff system, anything's possible. Well, yeah. Uh- <laughs> There's only one way forward uh, for us here uh, as we move away from the American sports to the sport that we're all brought here for, the the foosball, and specifically Eintracht when it plays uh, the foosball, especially against uh, TSJ Hoffenheim, one of the many plastic clubs who technically exist. I mean, we may not like them, but boy, howdy, do we love when we kick their ass. And kick their ass we did. Sure! Okay, we had a couple of goalies who really wanted to play the long ball, so credit to Oliver Bauben, who was assisted on Hoffenheim's first goal in the third minute. And Maximilian Bier is quite a fat, speedy guy, but you know what? We went right back and gave them a taste of their own medicine as Jens Grau stepping in for a hurt Kevin Trapp. Uh, his back, back's giving him problems. This has been mentioned as an issue that he has had for a second. So, uh, we'll kind of see where we go from here. But Grawl, uh, puts in a great performance in addition to a great long ball to speedster Omar Marmouche. Marmouche puts the goal away. The Eintracht fans, and there are thousands of Eintracht fans who went to Hoffenheim. Thousands of Eintracht fans who Went tactically the same since time, but anyways, <laughs> uh, huge amount of fans show up and just celebrate that goal. The fact that we scored within like 10 minutes of conceding was a great sign, in my opinion. And we kind of just went from there. Hoffenheim thought, oh, like we're going to take it, we're going to take full advantage of this. And they just went face plant, right? right down into the mud. Look at the way that uh, the ball was being circulated before Anza Kanaf just kind of tapped the ball in. Uh, Chiabi uh, getting the assist on that one. And Shakiri putting the ball away after a lovely couple of uh, uh, touches of the ball circulated around the around and in the box to be put away right before halftime to make it 3-1. That's the way the score line would uh, be for once the referee blew his whistle for full time. I have got to say, Garrett, it was a brilliant feeling to be able to just sit back and say, that's what I'm talking about. This is the kind of team that we've been waiting, this kind of team display we've been waiting for since uh, the, since the Leipzig game, really. I absolutely agree with you there. And you know, what's funny is that, it happened in a game that you and I were both expecting. I think I had a draw predicted and you had a defeat and it would have, you know, one defeat. Yep. It would have been a completely fair thing to say. Um, especially when you look at not only did Kevin Trapp, um, not be, wasn't able to start. This happened a half hour before kickoff. Um, Jens Peter Grau coming in, Robin Koch getting the armband, um, which shows you how much trust Dino Topmuller already has in him. Um, to you know, you could have put, could have given it to Tuta. You could have given it to Buta, somebody who've already one of the more established um, Frankfurt players. Even Scary makes sense, um, but he 
trusted Robin Cox to have the armband on there. Um, you know, three minutes in, I mean, you said a Bauman with a, I think it was a sub, definitely in the 70 meter range. And, you know, Maximilian Byers having a great start filling. I know like he was in for Andre Kramrich. Um, he, you know, great goal. I mean, Frankfurt could have taken the lead even before that. It was a hot and heavy, uh, start to the match. Um, and then Jens Pedro Grau returned the favor into Marmush. Um, something which then leads me to the second point of mine, how much tempo we had with a much younger starting lineup. Uh, Mario Goza was out. Um, due to the birth of a second child. So congratulations to Mario and the Gotza family on that. Um, mm-hmm. But Shaibi, Kanauf, Marmush, linking really, really well. Um, there's something to, I feel like, and as we brought, I brought this up, I feel like, and we had a good discussion in the group today. I discard Kanauf either on the left side or in a central attacking role seems to really, really flourish more than if you put him on the right on the right wing. Um, and two goals in as many games is a great confidence boost. Um, scary getting on there was goal. I was worried that there was too many one-twos with Shaidi on that third goal, but they there's already some good telepathy on there. Um and I also like the idea of how this team looks because as we now have, you know, the Thursday Conference League and the Sunday Bundesliga games starting to go again, you're going to kind of see two lineups in a way. Like, you have Philip Max available for Bundesliga and Pokal games, but he's not on the Conference League roster, along with a couple other names that, you know, maybe Bundesliga only. So this is a good chance to stamp your claim here and show that, you know what, we want a European place against a team that, you know, showing even at 3-1, I think they even, Hoffenheim had a couple of chances and, you know, Grau made some great saves. So I really, really enjoy this win. I think it tells us, one, that we can win a big game on the road, and two, we can get back up after getting, you know, a surprise shot, surprise knockdown. Um, this is something that we often struggle to see at times in the Hooter era and the Glasner area. We fall, we let a goal in early, and you know it could be curtains. So two wins in a row um, in the league, and here's hoping that we can extend it across multiple competitions now. Totally agree. I'm looking forward to seeing more uh, from this team going forward. But yeah, uh, let's really kind of circle back on ground for, for myself in that, well, the long pass to Marmouche side, I think he did a pretty good job of commanding his center. Uh, right now, we are in a good spot in the fact that we've kept that same back three of Pacho, Koch, and Tuta together, and they've really kind of been gelling for a good long while, and with multiple matches coming up. So we have uh, midweek this week, we have Helsinki at home. Then we get uh, have Borussia Dortmund, which I think that's the biggest test of all. Like you got to go from Europe to playing Dortmund. Granted, it is kind of interesting that 
we play Dortmund at the same time that they're also playing the Champions League in what could be basically the make or break match for them in the Champions League. So they could be real sourpusses uh, by the time that uh, we play host to them at the Waldstadion. Uh, note that uh, there is a time change in Germany, so uh, be aware that the match will actually kick off for us in the United States of America and Canada one hour later. So fun uh, for some people. That means <laughs> on the West Coast of the United States and Canada, that means, hey, you get an extra hour of sleep. It's just a little easier to manage with in the mornings. Uh, then following that, you have the Pokal versus Victoria Kuhn. Following that, uh, that is uh, Union Berlin, and then we have Helsinki away. Thankfully, not in the proper dead of winter. And then you have away to Werder Bremen. I mean, we're the match is coming thick and fast, but I think this, based on this performance and the fact that we got a win against uh, Heidenheim before we left for the international break, that gives the guys the kind of good momentum and mindset to tackle this tricky period of so many matches in such a short span of time also in a way that hey it, you you have proper belief now Knauf was looking like a man with n absolutely no confidence now he's absolutely buzzing I thought Philip Max was kind of a, a non-entity out on the left but you know what we have players that can easily fill those gaps uh, I'd I like that we're getting full-scale rotations. Uh, Smolcic, I know that a lot of people will feel that he's not up to the level, and I totally agree. But you know what? You need to be able to rotate guys in and out during these crucial times to be able to preserve the legs that you do have because this is so many matches in such a small space of time that you need to have good rotation. I think Buta has been great out on the right. Larson was not up to his usual great stuff, but hey, you got to realize he's still a teenager. He also is dealing with the fact, and we didn't even cover this, um, he's dealing with the fallout of, you know, that murder that happened, you know, to his fellow countrymen before their right. international match between Sweden and Belgium, which we didn't even cover last week. Uh, apologies for that, but like he, you know, he elected to go home instead of going straight to Frankfurt, which the club allowed, like straight up allowed, been probably the right thing to do because, you know, for all those guys there, and you saw images of the fans hearing the news, it obviously impacted him deeply, and we're hoping that he is going to be good overall. But Shakiri, oh my God, I can't believe we picked this guy up for free from Kuhn. Not that Cohn needed him uh, at this weekend, granted, <laughs> but Shakiri to me is the star man that we really have needed in the midfield. And I don't know, I kind of am forgetting. Uh, so being in there, it, we are a little thin with just where, you know, uh, having a Yakik on the bench would make me feel a little bit more positive about where we are at as a club in terms of this part of the season, but we're doing pretty good. I'm pretty comfortable right now, and we still I'm anticipating we're going to rotate a lot of guys for Helsinki with the mindset of, hey, going to give Dorman our absolute best. Helsinki does offer, despite the fact that we're in a position where we need to win 
out to make sure that we're top of the table in our group. Otherwise, we're playing Europe again in February. I don't see us falling to third. Uh, I We're in an interesting spot, and squad rotation, it's not going to hurt us. It's not going to be the worst thing, but from what I saw, it's going to lend positivity within that lock, that rocker room, that changing room, the training field. It'll lend that positive vibes to everybody else ahead of uh, a whole mess of matches. Agreed. And I think um, to kind of close this out, you know, it's definitely a – you're seeing a couple guys that you know are going to be your game-in, game-out guys. Um, and you know, that Larson point is a massive to note, you know, you're what still 19 years old, you know, two people tragically killed, not just, yeah, and not just, you know, like what you see in a fan, in a soccer match where like a crush or a terrorist issue murdered. 100%. And, uh, yeah. It's, the whole. It's, it's, it hits us even, you know? Um, so I admire the fact that he was able to push on, do what he needed to do to mourn, to grieve as needed, and then do what he needed to do to cope and carry with. Um, and, you know, it's a big ask of somebody, especially a young teenager, too. Um, I think about it in that way. So um, fair play to him and, you know, our condolences to all that were affected by what happened in Brussels last week. Yeah, and uh, I know other people have messaged me and asking questions of uh, what about in the Middle East? Uh, we're trying. We're just hoping that peaceful resolution is found for everyone because – there's so much bad stuff that's happening in the world, folks. Like, life is hard enough, you know, day in, day out, whether you're a parent, whether you're a kid, whether you're just a young adolescent finding yourself in the way of the world. Life is precious. Life can be snapped away like that. And we shouldn't create scenarios where life can be thrown away so easily. That's all, that's all I want us to kind of comment on that. Uh, as would I'd like us to stick to the football, if we may. Uh, and I know I probably already stuck my foot into it. So <laughs> we'll kind of uh, rush forward into uh, the rest of the podcast. So, uh, yes, we've been talking a lot in recent weeks about uh, the Regional Liga side, Eintracht side, and how they've been doing this year. Um, was able to get a 2-0 Victory. Uh, the slide is looks like it's a uh, looks like we're starting to stymie that right now. Um, though, Garrett, as I look at the table right now, I'm feeling. I mean, I'm optimistic that we will finish in the top third, which is good progress, considering the fact that the jump from fifth division to fourth division is quite significant. And then the kind of teams that you're usually charging ahead for promotion are usually teams that. Uh, are like reserve teams that have been in and around for a minute who have kind of been trying to pump talent through or they're kind of genuine like city clubs like uh, SKV, uh, Freiburg, or Stuttgart Kickers. 
22 points on 13 matches ain't such a bad haul considering this is our first year back in the regional Liga after a, a uh, 2-0 victory at the weekend. Agreed. And I think, you know, we talked about it last week too a bit. It's, you know, it's a big, when you, this is a newly promoted side in the regional Liga. And this is a good sign of uh, the character and composure of the players that are on this squad, especially when you're thinking of when you're Marcus Carlshow, when you're Dino Topmuller, um, who are these, who are, who, how can we uh, expand our squad without really needing to dive into the cash flow? And you're like, okay, who are the people in the Regional Liga? Like we've seen Nacho get his moments in the first team. Fukeo is having a great start in there. Um, you know, it's a good sign that we're already making a statement in Regional Liga as a newly promoted, you know, reserve side for that. So confidence and as much as skill and talent is something about a footballer, the biggest thing a footballer can have is confidence because that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And if you got a squad of players with confidence, who knows where we could wind up. Totally can agree on that. And certain players that uh, I look for us to kind of rely on going forward when it comes to the re- uh, the regional league team, hopefully guys like Mark Walsh, uh, who we were able to pick up from, uh, I think it was with Fiesbaden, Dresden, and Mainz Reserves as well. So you got to be able to – it's not just the young kids who are – those are the ones that we're always going to highlight coming through. But it's those uh, tenured guys who are lower division guys who are going to be able to kind of fuel uh, the young kids to be able to succeed. You need to have a couple older wise heads in there to be able to uh, lead them to the promised land of promotion. And for them, for those players who develop themselves uh, for the promised land of playing with the training and then playing with the senior team. So, all right. That being said, we should probably break and uh, we'll go right to hashtag what are we drinking before we get to the frown excitement. There's quite a bit to talk about with the iTrack frown. Uh, start for hashtag what are we drinking? What have you got for us today? So I uh, stopped at Checkers Rallies for a prime staple for any in the Midwest. I'm not sure how big they're known at in other parts of the United States. Um, but when you have rewards app on your phone, you get opportunities. So it's like, okay, I'm getting a free, I need a purchase to get a free large fry. Um, so I have a nice large diet Coke that I'm currently into right now. Um, you know, obviously water on the side for some good, you know, H2O hydration stuff, but yeah, just kicking it back with this. There you go, sir. Get Get some on that. Uh, <laughs> so one thing that uh, I would like to kind of offer up for mine is uh, the Marzone from Prost Brewing Company. Uh, having a good old swig of their Oktoberfest style lager. And it's a pretty decent one at that. The last the last uh, Marzons as they are all being kind of sold out and you're going to be having your winter warmers and the likes going to be uh, occupying the shelves so get yourself some Oktoberfest or Marzen style uh, beers while you still can folks so Prost and we'll be back with segment 2 and the Frauen so stay with 
And we're back. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Yes, Eintracht Frankfurt Frauen and the Frauen Bundesliga. Well, we actually had quite a lot of news, so let's let's get started with what came first. So, uh, Eintracht has been drawn with a fun, fun group for the Champions League. So we're back in it once again for the first time in the group in the new format. I should point out. And it's a lovely tie that we have. We have the reigning champions, FC Barcelona. These ladies are, if we can get a point or two or three or four, I'm not going to be as optimistic as saying, oh, we're going to take all six against Barcelona. But we're going up against the European champions. They have played in the final in each of the last three seasons, winning twice. Let that sink in. And they just kind of go from strength to strength. The, they had a number of ladies on the Spanish national team who won the Women's World Cup. And they also had a number of ladies who would have normally started for Spain, but because of the uh, internal issues, which hopefully are all ironed out, especially once you got rid of the, the president of the federation, who's a dickhead. And... You also get rid of the also just shambolic manager. Here's how one would assume that the Spanish national team is, for us Americans, going to keep the USA very much from winning uh, the next World Cup in uh, 2027. Uh, I don't even think that they've even decided where that one's going to be hosted. FIFA, get off your ass. Anyways, back to what we, the, our group, Group A. Uh, in addition to FC Barcelona, reigning European champions, we have another team from the Iberian Peninsula. We have Benfica. Uh, Benfica's ladies' side has uh, a couple of uh, North American uh, players, so an, an interesting mix, including uh, actually one German. So there you go from there. Uh, for them, they are playing in the Champions League for the second uh, – third uh, consecutive year in this current format where you have the group phase and before that they uh, they've been basically this is their fourth consecutive season of playing in the women UEFA Women's Champions League uh, they have not made it to the knockout phase in since the group phase has been introduced so there is that the final team at Rosengart uh, formerly known as uh, Momo Dan uh, so this is the city that is across the, I don't know what body of water that is across from Copenhagen. Um, and they have quite a varying mix of, uh, players on their squad and were, uh, most recently ch have been champions of what three of the last five seasons in Sweden and were able to get through as the, uh, second place team of uh, no excuse me the champions of uh sweden because they run a spring to fall season uh being from scandinavia and uh yeah and they're they made the quarterfinals in uh 2021 losing to Bayern, and the last time they were in the champions league of this sort they uh lost to hoffenheim in that final round of qualifying before the group phase so it's been a second since they've been in the Champions League themselves. I'm not going to lie. I know about Barcelona's women. I don't know all too much about Benfica or Rosengard. I'm looking at this standpoint that, hey, Eintracht, second, I'm not going to lie. 
Second place is totally available. The question is getting the results that you need against Rosengard and Benfica to be able to make that happen because uh, you can't rely on points against Barcelona. What do you think? I think it's, um, you know, I see those names. Um, Rosengard's obviously a new one, um, but when I see the Feminino of Barcelona and I think of Benfica, I think back to prior European uh, con- uh, campaigns for the men, 2019 in Benfica, mm-hmm. 2022, and that magical Thursday night at the Camp Nou um, for the men. We will I not be playing. The- I should point out, sorry, uh, we will not be able to play at the Camp Nou because that is actually under renovation right now. Right. So the Barcelona men is playing at the stadium from the 92 Olympic Games, and Barcelona Femenina is playing at the Johan Cruyff, the uh, stadium which is used by the reserves. So, sorry. Thought I needed to clarify there. <laughs> hey, no worries. Um, I think, though, it's, a, it's an ask of the Frauen, yes. Uh, but I like to revert back to the line uh, from last week when we talked about the men's campaign of what does pressure make. And I think mm. when you when you look at the Frowlands' road to getting to the group stage, they've had moments where of adversity in finding themselves and getting to this point where now they are you know they clicked really 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 damn well against Sparta Praha. Seem to be going in the right step for Frau Bundesliga. And, you know, I think they want this. Um, is it going to be a tough ask? Yes, especially when you go up against the, you know, Barcelona's Femenino. You know, the, like Spain's rise to dominance in the women's game, they've, Barcelona have done the same thing in the club game. You know, taking the reins from what was Lyon, Wolfsburg, you know, et cetera on that. But I feel very damn confident in we're going to get out of this at least in the second. And if we're on our game, we can take we can take it tops. But we have to be to be tops in this group. You have to play as mistake free as possible. Which is a tough ask, but I think they're confident. I think they're hungry. I think they're ready to go, and I think we'll see the fruits of that labor come the end of this group stage. I totally agree with you right there. Uh, for dates and uh, dates and times that are been announced. Uh, the first match of the group stage will be on the 14th of November, away to Rosengart. You start off with three points right there. You're looking really good. Then uh, Eintracht hosts Barcelona on November the 22nd. That is definitely a match that I hope the Stadion is filled to the brim with fans for that. December 13th, away to Benfica, followed by December the 21st at home versus Benfica. And then... Away- uh, January the 25th, away to Barcelona. 
Actually, that don't sound so bad considering it'll be January in Europe. That's my <laughs> Not birthday. Such a bad... So you know what's going to happen that day. <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> Magic in Barcelona once again. There you go. There you go. And yeah, I should point out that uh, December uh, in Portugal, uh, away to Benfica. Benfica, of course, folks, is in uh, southern Portugal, in Lisbon. So not going to also be too cold during that time of year, as Eintracht will play host to Rosengart on January the 31st. So plenty to play for. Yes, it is kind of weird, and the fact that, you know, the group stage isn't even done until after the new year. But you know what? With the way that the women's senior tournament ended, you kind of had to make do with what is available to you, if I'm brutally honest. And uh, here's hoping that in the future, say for the 24-25 season, they, they shift dates ahead so that it doesn't fall so blastingly long. But then again, considering that Gesundheit, that there's only a 18 uh, knockout phase, you're able to end the season on time. Let's get the group stage done before Christmas. Come on, for the players, for the kids. And for your sense of mental well-being during the lovely holiday time period. So, I mentioned there's plenty of Frauen news. So, Eintracht took on Duisburg at the weekend and uh, really took apart Duisburg. Duisburg, um, they're kind of bottom of the table. I knew that it could be true. Uh, you never know with a team like that if they're going to have a good run out or not. And the Eintracht uh, just flattened Duisburg. 5-1. Well done, ladies. We're exceptionally proud of how you're uh, entering this women's international break on a good run of matches. And, you know, a win and then a draw versus Bayern and then another win here against Duisburg. You look good to me, ladies. You're looking good to me. Agreed. Um, you want to talk about confidence? That match was that. And then some. Uh, the goals were taken confidently. The goals weren't done. They were done in different styles. You have some of your little route one over the tops. Uh, and you have your, you know, couple, you know, a couple tempo, like, you know, give and goes, you have your penalties. Um, I think they're going to, you know, I think they're going to be pissed that they let in, uh, gave up, conceded a penalty very late in the match. But I think they're going to be grinning and, you know, moving forward and taking this all day. And, you know, they're like, when's the next one? Hopefully, hopefully all that are on international duty come back as healthy as they can be um, and, you know, come back to start November off and like they uh, ending their October campaign. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm looking at the Frauen and how their schedule is uh, turning out. I'm really, really stoked for the, as much as it doesn't kind of get as much attention as I would like it to, I'm really excited for the uh, other bit of news that we have for the Eintracht Frauen is the draw was made for the uh, Frauen Pokal. Eintracht will be taking on SC Freiburg in Frankfurt. Sadly, Munich got kickers Offenbach, 
But, you know, well, kind of moving on from there. But, uh, yeah, the most of the matches will all be played in late November, except for Eintracht and Bayern's uh, matches, which will be host played in January due to those occurring when there are uh, the, uh, the, the, the Women's Champions League games. So... Yeah, busy time for the ladies. There's uh, no rest for the weary in that one. And that will be on a Sunday or... Yeah, right about that uh, for the entire round. And I think against Freiburg, oh man, it, it, especially with having Champions League coming right back during that time, uh, that will be right before the second match versus Barcelona. So, goodness me. Tricky time for the ladies, plenty of matches for them, in addition to plenty of matches for the men. And yeah, we keep on talking about these plenty of matches going on for the Eintracht. Eintracht Frankfurt going up in Europe against um, the HJK Helsinki. Um, yeah, no, absolutely nothing about these guys. I know very little about Scandinavian football. And if you think I know anything about Finnish one of the first Finnish teams to have ever made the group phase, so good on them for that. Uh, the previous two matches in the group was a 3-2 uh, to loss to Pauk, so uh, they couldn't take a point off of Pauk, and they had a 1-1 draw away against um, okay, uh, draw away to uh, uh, Aberdeen. There we go. Got that one. <laughs> Finally spat that one out. So, but this is a team that can that come in with no absolutely no worries in that. Hey, we're not going to be finishing in the top two to qualify for uh, the knockout phase, but we can come in with a mindset that allows us to be better than anyone in our own individual league, and they're coming in to the VOD Stadion with likely the same kind of mindset that they had against uh, Pauk and Aberdeen and think to themselves, we'll take whatever we can get. We'll just go for it. I like that kind of mindset. I'm interested to see how they kind of roll out with that because when they did take on Pauk, uh, they actually took the lead in that match. So never know what you might be able to get. And they get, took the lead against Aberdeen for me. Not letting them have that early shock and awe value will eliminate uh, to them that kind of advantage that they've been able to take, which has given them so far nearly two points in the group instead of just the one because they gave up a 90-something minute to Pauk. Um, this team, in my opinion, score first, put them to bed early. Sounds like something that you would say put into bed early. Something you would probably do with uh, kids. Agreed. Them. But, uh, but there's no other way to say it. Uh, but they're coming into our house. They're going to be playing in front of the biggest crowd they've ever seen in their lives uh, from professional players. Unless all of them are uh, full Finnish internationals, of course. Best to have the awe come over them and us pump a couple goals behind them before they can even turn around. And then they're on the defensive and we're able to, within the second half, rest legs ahead Dortmund at the weekend. I think the mindset is kind of treat it like you did for Hoffenheim. Strike, 
strike early, strike fast, strike often. Added, I think this is an added advantage for us is that HJK, you talked about the women in Scandinavia having a spring to fall season. Uh, HJK is now done with their league campaign because the men is spring to fall. So the remaining matches for HJK in this calendar year are all conference league matches. The two versus Frankfurt, Pal AK, and Aberdeen. So for this squad that's coming to the Volkswagen to take on Frankfurt, is that a good thing for them? Or is it like, are they maybe going to get a bit rusty because now they're not playing consistently? Um, if I am the Adler, we all know about the Lanish Diva. To those that are wondering what the translation for Lanish Diva is, it means Moody Diva. And we know that the Diva can be Moody. We've seen it in spurts this year already. But the squad's confident. Give me Nganka up top. Maybe give me Haga in, either to start or some minutes. Try to get a clean sheet. But it's also us, so I don't know if we can keep a clean sheet. Um, (laughs) 3-1 sound out of place, or does that sound pretty good for you? 3-1 works for me. Um, I guess I really didn't going to say what I was anticipating for scoreline. Uh, I'm actually going with a 2-0 scoreline. I think we put two goals away, and we kind of sit on our laurels doing quite an extensive rotation. I think we're already going to be coming in with a number of players going to be on the bench or straight out rested um, in terms of changeover from the Hoffenheim match to the Helsinki match. It's all to kind of focus on Dortmund, and if any team in our group was to allocate for us to take our eyes off the ball, even in the slightest bit, it would be these two matches against Helsinki. This first one at the Followed Stadion, I think, has given us the kind of lock that usually doesn't come around in this game because we are the Moody Diva. And, uh, yeah, uh, 2-0 for the Eintracht. So... That being said, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. I think my man in Detroit, Michigan, for jumping on with me right here. What can we tell the folks where to find you in the social media landscape of the world? And what are you up to minus watching every single Red Wings and Lions game from beginning to end? Well, definitely the Lions. I don't have Bally for the Wings, although... Um, I thought ESPN Plus subscription allows you to go around that obstacle. Not yet. The home opener, yes, but it seems that the uh, RSN blackouts are hitting. But with that being said, um, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, uh, GM Comats, Facebook, Garrett Comats. Hey, I'm Track Frankfurt, Detroit, SKA D Adler at Detroit, SKA. I believe we might be doing Hamlin Pub Rochester for Frankfurt Dortmund on Sunday um, in the event that um, I'm out on later this week. Um, Thursday's match, I'm watching at my desk at work, and they know it and they support it. 
Oh, that's nice of them. That's nice of them. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter or X at, at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter or X at Hey H E F Pod. Hey Andre Frankfurt on Instagram. Matt does a great job running that. Hey Andre Frankfurt at gmail.com. H E F Pod. Dot com and of course facebook.com slash hef pod are all of our social media uh options to false and why not you're listening already listening first time glad you locked into us as the podcast of choice covering the Eintracht and a tiny bit more in the likes of what's going on in Europe, what's going on in the world, and just the bonus in general, or just, you know, trying to get good beer recommendations. So, from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, thanks for listening. We'll be back with a new episode covering the, the trials and tribulations of this wonderful club of ours. Until next time, choose. Magic in Barcelona once again. Hey, I'm trying to find you for a child, la 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 la. Hey, I'm trying to find you for a child, la 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 la.